Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. ready to complain about the college football playoff rankings. I am. Welcome in. I'm Michael Borky. Glad to see all of you on this Wednesday morning, the morning after the college football playoff committee released their second round of rankings, and they're not terrible. They're really not. But there is one instance in particular that's really frustrating to me, and I know I hear people say all the time, people in my business, which is odd because, like, don't you want free content? But anyway, people in the content business saying, well, it's there's no use of talking about it now because it's all going to work itself out. Yeah, but what's the fun in that? Like, I, I want to talk about this. This is more fun to whine and complain about the playoff rankings right now as opposed to just waiting until the end of the year and hoping everything works itself out. That doesn't sound like fun. This sounds like more fun to me. So we're going to do that today. We're going to complain about the college football playoff rankings. What did you think about them? If you want to be a part, I'd love for you to. Uh, by the way, just a heads up, this week's uh, uh, college football recap will be on Sunday morning instead of Saturday night. Just uh, just a heads up. I'll tell you a few more times. But Sunday morning is when it will happen as opposed to Saturday night. So for whatever that's worth to you. Anyway, we're going to complain about that. And I'm going to ask you a question about basketball as well. But if you want to be a part, I'd love for you to. If you're on Twitter, you can't. So hop on over to YouTube. Find me on YouTube, Michael Borky. If you're on YouTube and you haven't subscribed already, please do so. And if you like what you hear, actually like the video. And also click the notification bell. You'll know when I go live as opposed to just hoping uh, that I go live. The plan is to actually do a full week's worth of stream. So I will be here tomorrow and Friday with you. And and then Sunday morning instead of uh, instead of Saturday night. So that's the plan for now. So if you don't want to miss anything, subscribe. Michael Borky on YouTube. Find me there. Like the video and uh, hit the notification bell. We did have hoops last night. College basketball began, and, and I want to know how much of that do you guys want me to focus on? Um, it, it's a dilemma that an internal dilemma I was having for the radio show yesterday is just how much do people actually you know, want to hear right now in November, the second week in November, about college basketball. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the radio show some yesterday. You know, I think we spent you know, 15 minutes of our own time on it, and then we had an interview with Dane Bradshaw, which was really good. But, I mean, do you guys want to hear that? Like, Ole Miss beat New Orleans last night. Do you want me to talk about that? Mississippi State plays North Alabama tonight. I mean, is that something you want to hear about, like, right now? When conference play begins, it's a whole different animal. But, like, I have no plan to sit here and talk about Ole Miss New Orleans basketball uh, with you. Uh, Luckily, it wasn't the NBA version, but, I mean, who knows with how many injuries they've got. Maybe that would have been a game anyway. Um 
but do you want me to talk about it? My, my first answer was no, probably not. But if you guys think otherwise, please tell me. I, I'd love to know um, if you actually want to hear some basketball. Because I'll do it. I'll happily do it. I mean, I watch all the games. I'll do it. I mean, expectations are pretty high in Starkville. Uh, people think that this is a tournament or firing situation for Ben Allen. I mean, tournament or bust, quite literally, tournament or bust your ass right out of town. Um, not quite the same for Ole Miss, although um, there are some expectations to look different, like stylistically. People want the team to look different, and last night was a good step in that direction. Uh, a lot more pace, a lot more pace for Ole Miss. Uh, moving the basketball with a purpose also. But it is New Orleans, so who knows. But if you guys want to hear it, tell me. My current plan is, unless it's something dramatic, I'm going to kind of just mention it in passing. Like if State wins tomorrow by 20, then I'll just be like, hey, you know, State won, this guy looked good, whatever, move on. If they lose, now it's a different story. But that's kind of how I'm going to approach it, unless you all, unless you tell me otherwise. Ole Miss won last night comfortably. They were more talented, more athletic. They made some shots, uh, played good defense, played with more pace, which was a more entertaining product. Shout out to the officials, by the way. Uh, shout out to the officials. I cover both. Uh, I cover both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Um, the officials last night were great. They were great. And if we're going to complain about officials, and I do it, you got to give credit where it's due. Last night in the Old Miss New Orleans game, the officiating was very good. It was very good. And so I got to give whoever the crew was, they need to be on SEC games because they let the kids play. They let a little bit of contact go. If it was just incidental contact, if bodies bumped just a little, if it didn't directly like impact the shot or like knock a player down or whatever, they mostly played on. I mean, they called some over the backs, like egregious stuff. You know, big slaps across the arms were called. But like a little bit of contact. The guy was driving to the lane and he goes up for a layup and the defenders got both hands up and he jumped and, you know, their their hips just touched a little. It wasn't called last night. I love that. I love the way that game was officiated and got to give credit where it's due. Whoever that crew was did a great job. If all of college basketball was officiated like that, then it would be a more entertaining product. Brown Yeti says, morning. I don't care for basketball except for the big games and conference play. That's just me. I think most people are like you. And that's that's how I'll do it. Again, I mean, state plays tonight. I'll talk about it in the morning. It just, you know, hey, they won. This guy looked good. This guy didn't. Whatever happens, you know, just a quick overview and then move on. That, that's kind of how I'm going to approach it. Although, again, expectations in Starkville are really high. Like, a, a lot of people think that it has to happen now or else he's gone. So uh, we'll see. What's the latest on the Mike Leach kicking experience? Apparently, they've had a lot of people inquire. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's what I heard yesterday, that they've actually had a lot of people reach out like, hey, was he being serious? Because I kicked in high school and I want to give it a shot. <laughs> so who knows? I, I think uh, with uh, with Ruiz, I think it's in his head. I, I don't think there's a lack of talent there. I think it's in his head. Uh, more than anything else. But uh, but anyway. All right. College football playoff rankings. Let me share these with you so you can see. Although I have the... I don't know why I, I go to ESPN still. Because like the way they format it is terrible. 
half the screen is taken up by the AP poll, which literally does not matter at all. Like completely and totally useless is this column on the right. We're focused on this one. The college football playoff rankings, they were released late last night. Uh, I'll run through them quickly, starting from 25, and then we'll talk about it. Arkansas at 25, Utah, UTSA finally makes it. They should have been in there two weeks ago. San Diego State at 22, Pittsburgh at 21, uh, Iowa at 20. They don't belong there. Purdue at 19, Wisconsin 18, Auburn 17. So despite the loss, they barely dropped. Uh, Only four spots did Auburn drop. NC State at 16, Old Miss at 15, BYU at 14, Baylor at 13, Wake Forest only dropped three spots, by the way. Three spots did Wake Forest drop down to 12. Texas A&M at 11, Oklahoma State at 10, they move up one. Uh, the Bedlam game still might have playoff implications on the line later. Notre Dame at 9, Oklahoma did not move during their bye week. They should have, but they did not. Michigan State at 7, Michigan at 6, Cincinnati at 5, Ohio State 4, Oregon 3, Alabama 2, and Georgia 1. So for those of you in podcast form, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure you have. But if you haven't, there is your new top 25. And so let's start from the top. Georgia, obviously the best team in a country in the country. That is fine. I'm splitting hairs a little bit with Alabama and Oregon because I think the arguments can be made for both and they're fine. I would have personally put Oregon at number two ahead of Alabama. I think Oregon has the most impressive win in college football going to the number four team in America on the road without your best player, by the way. And winning that game, to me, that's the most impressive win in college football. Although Oregon's loss is worse than Alabama's. And apparently, they are picking and choosing what metric they want to use when it comes to who goes where and when they go. It's splitting hairs. I'm fine with Alabama being at two. Not a big deal. I would have put Oregon at two and Alabama at three. Again, not a big deal. Whatever. But Oregon's got the more impressive win, and that should have put them ahead of Alabama, especially with the form that Alabama's in right now. Going on the road in a bad weather day and beating this Washington team is more impressive than barely hanging on to beat this LSU team at home. So current form, better win. Oregon is greater than Alabama. But apparently Oregon's loss is keeping them below Alabama, which is a really bad loss. Don't get me wrong. But that's that's what I would have done there. Now, Ohio State is in front of Cincinnati, and and I'm okay with that. I am. Cincinnati right now is not impressing. And you guys know me. I've defended the group of five. I think that the current format basically – blocks the group of five from having a chance. And if you win all of your games, you should be able to play for a championship. In what other sport can you win all of your games and not play for a championship? That's what happened to Cincinnati last year and Coastal Carolina. No, do I think those two teams were among the best four in the country? I I do not. But you win all of your games and you still don't get to play for a championship. That system, to me, is flawed. So I have defended... Cincinnati and the group of five and the AAC and all that. But Cincinnati has not looked impressive really since that win at Notre Dame. 
a very good win. Don't get me wrong, but they, sh- I mean, could have lost to Tulsa. Tulsa was driving in to score in a one touchdown game. They really struggled with Navy the week prior, and that's a bad Navy team. Cincinnati is not impressive at all right now. And if they continue this form, even if they went out, I think somebody's going to jump them even with one loss. They do not right now look impressive. They do not look like the number five team in college football right now, the way they're currently playing. I appreciate them being ranked ahead of even Oklahoma, but I have a feeling if Oklahoma and Cincinnati lined up right now, the outcome would be determined pretty quickly to me. I'm not impressed with Cincinnati at all, and I will defend them. I have defended them. They're not impressive right now at all. Here's the one that everybody's pointing to. Everybody's pointing, and rightfully so, by the way, everybody's pointing at Michigan and Michigan State. I'll stop here, though. Sid says, uh, so are you saying it's not really about who's the better team? It's just about the record? No. That's why I think Cincinnati is fine where they are. Um, in fact, I, I would I would be fine, truthfully, if Cincinnati was down around eight. I mean, you can't put them behind Notre Dame because they have a better record and they beat Notre Dame. But if Cincinnati was at eight and you moved Michigan, Michigan State, and Oklahoma up, I'd be fine. Um at some point, though, Sid, it's why I hate this format. It's why I hate the four-team playoff. Because it is just about who the better team is. But to get to that conclusion, you have to pick and choose what you think is important and what you don't. And it's all subjective. That's why I don't like it. Because I think, I think that Ohio State would beat Cincinnati by a lot. I think, but I don't know for sure. And Cincinnati hasn't lost a game, and Ohio State has. Cincinnati's got a more impressive win than Ohio State at Notre Dame. Ohio State's best win is Penn State at home. So it's all subjective. Do I think Ohio State's better? Absolutely. I think Ohio State would beat Cincinnati by three touchdowns. But since I don't know for sure... At some point, to me, the games and what you have done, your record has to matter. But I would prefer that being a 12-team format where you have six conference champions make it, and then you fill in the six with at-larges. So there's less subjective measure when it comes to this, where you have a set criteria to make the playoff. That's why I always talk about it, because this debate is fun. It's good for content, but I don't think it's great for the sport. Like this, Michigan, Michigan State, six and seven. Michigan is ahead of Michigan State right now, despite just a couple weeks ago, Michigan State beating Michigan. They have identical records. They are both eight and one. They play in the same division. Michigan State beat Michigan, and yet Michigan State is ranked, it's just one spot, but is ranked behind Michigan. And this is what bothers me. This is what really drives me crazy because the justification for this ranking was the committee went back and forth. Michigan statistically is probably a more complete team. Probably a more complete team statistically is what he said. Probably. Probably more complete. 
But yet, we've seen the two teams play against each other. Like two weeks ago. At what point do wins not matter anymore? I mean, the head-to-head should be a pretty strong determining factor on which team is better than the other. And by the way, Michigan State's loss is Purdue, who's ranked number 19. It's not like that's some kind of a bad loss either. It's not like they went to Stanford and lost like Oregon did. Michigan State's one loss is to number 19, and they beat Michigan, and yet they're ranked behind them. At one point, or at what point, are we just going to ignore the fact that they played against each other? Uh, Gary Barta, the committee chair, said that the debate lasted for a long time over the two. They played against each other. And one beat the other. And by the way, Michigan State got off to a really bad start in that game. Like I had somebody tell me yesterday that it was um, probably because that game was at Michigan State why they won. I, I, I don't necess- I don't buy that at all. They played against each other. We watched them play a game against each other. They have identical records. Their strength of schedule is basically the same. Michigan State's loss is to the number 19 team in college football. On the road, too, right? Did, wasn't it at Purdue? Let me check to make sure I, I don't get this wrong. Yes, it was on the road at the number 19 team in college football. And, and that that is what we're doing? I, I, I don't understand this. And yes, it'll work itself out. Michigan still got to play Ohio State. Michigan State still has to play Ohio State. It'll work itself out. But when your justification for something like this is they're probably the more complete team, what the hell are you talking about? And at what point do we just toss away the fact that they played against each other? I don't understand it. It's frustrating as hell, and this is why I hate the system. Stuff like this right here, because you have a room full of people that are using the word probably statistically more complete when if they watched, which they probably didn't, these two teams play against each other, you would see that Michigan State beat Michigan. Yes, I know in college football, sometimes teams that aren't as good beat teams that are better than them. It does happen sometimes. Alabama's better than Texas A&M, and yet they got beat. All that stuff. Like, I get it. Mississippi State's better than Memphis. If they played 10 more times this year, State would win all 10. But they lost that day. So it can't be the only factor. It is not the only factor. But when the records are identical and they play in the same division and their strength of schedule is basically the same. What are we doing here? It's a way... This is a joke, and this is a bad system. Oklahoma at eight, I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly, perfectly fine with that, although I think they're better than that. They've got chances now. I mean, they go to Baylor, who's ranked 13. They still have the Bedlam game against Oklahoma State. Um, So they've got chances here to to move up and be impressive. I think at the end of the day, though, there are Oklahoma fans that are mad. I understand. But there are Oklahoma fans that are mad, and uh, it'll – work itself out. An undefeated Oklahoma gets in over an undefeated Cincinnati, even. 
Georgia and Alabama will hand each other a loss. Likely going to be Alabama. And undefeated Oklahoma definitely gets in over a two-loss Alabama. It'll work itself out. I'm fine with their ranking being where it is uh, right now, but I, I understand why their fans are upset. Back to the comments. Patrick says, quick question. The man and his wife that they're naming the pavilion after, did he do anything special or did he just give a bunch of money? If I outbid him, will they name it after me? Uh, yeah, it's money. I think it's like $10 million, though, Pat. So uh, if you've got that, will you sling like, you know, like 10K my way and uh, <laughs> and give the rest to, to the pavilion? Yeah, it's uh, they gave a bunch of money. And uh, yeah, they they sold the naming rights for just, you know, just money. That's what you got to do now. Chase says, State is probably a more complete team than NC State. Where are we at? See, that's why that argument is stupid. Thank you, Chase. That is why Mississippi State, to me, even with their four losses, is a more complete football team than NC State. Statistically, they're more complete. So why why aren't they up there? Why is NC State there? They're not more complete. Oh, but, um, well, they're... It's a that's a flawed argument. It's a bad one, but anyway, yeah, state could be six and two. They absolutely could. Um, the SEC officials have done state no favors. Do you feel like late in the fourth quarter of uh, you're probably voice texting here, huh? Uh, I I think what you're asking is about the uh, end of the Arkansas State game where uh, where a holding was called. Uh, I said on the the Saturday night uh, show, and I think yesterday too some, uh, but eh, you you may have missed it. I think the no calls were appropriate, or or a no call there would have been appropriate. Um, Hold on. Sorry, my son's doing something crazy. Um, No, I I think a no-call there would have been appropriate in in terms of that holding. Um, Their feet, they tripped over each other's feet, essentially, and um, and Burke's got a call there. I think that should have been a no-call. But also, when you miss three field goals in a three-point game, you know, you had to turn over. Arkansas did not. Uh, you were not perfect in the red zone. Arkansas was. Uh, you can't just say, "Well, the officials screwed us." When all of those other things happened as well, the no uh, no call there would have been appropriate, though. It, it certainly would have, um, for sure. At least in my opinion, I know some people disagree with that. I think th- I think the flag should have stayed in the pocket in that moment. Notre Dame at nine. They're a wild card. They're a wild card. Uh, Oklahoma State ten. Fine with. Absolutely fine with both of those. Fine with AM being at 11. I mean, they do have the second most impressive win in college football to me. Beating Alabama at home is not as impressive as beating Ohio State on the road, but still, uh, second most impressive win in college football. They're at seven and two. Uh, fine with that. I don't like Wake Forest being at 12. I defended them last week. I defended Wake Forest last week. And um, now. Being undefeated was all they had, truthfully. It was all they had. Now they're not. If Wake Forest lined up and played Ole Miss today, who would win? Ole Miss would. If Wake Forest lined up and played Auburn today, who would win? 
it would be Auburn. If Wake Forest lined up today and played Baylor, who would win? It would be Baylor. I, I'm imp- I like Sam Hartman. I, I think he's he's a good player. I think he's got NFL potential all over him. I think Dave Clawson's a good coach. But when it comes down to it, Wake Forest does not have that kind of talent to win those kind of those kind of games. I mean, the only thing they had was being undefeated. Um, Baylor's got a big chance this weekend. Uh, they're at 13. Uh, I think Ole Miss being behind BYU is a little goofy to me. Uh, I mean, Ole Miss has better wins at this point, and their losses are to on the road at number two and on the road at number 17. That is more impressive than BYU's resume for sure. I think Ole Miss has a better resume than that of Baylor uh, as well. So, Once Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, what's your opinion of how they will do divisions? Uh, I think I think they are going to land on the the pods idea. I think that's where they're going to to go. Because um, just slapping them into the SEC West and like moving Auburn or, or something over to the East that that will create a situation where you will play like State will play a game in Athens once every what, 18 years, if we keep the current scheduling model. Uh, th- that's just not, that's not even a conference at this point. And apparently a lot of people have expressed displeasure with that. And so I think there's enough momentum for the four, four team divisions toward that'll be what happens. You'll keep your permanent rivalries and you will actually play everybody within your conference and you'll have a conference championship that is based on record like the Big 12 does. I think uh, I think that'll be it. So, anyway. There's my complaints about the college football playoff. I have got to go a little bit early today. Sorry about that, guys, but I have got to run. Um, but there you go. Thank you for letting me complain about the college football playoff rankings with you. Y'all be great. Enjoy, this, enjoy yourselves the rest of the day. And uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Um, recapping for a little bit, for a little bit, state basketball, and then we'll get you ready for the games this weekend. So y'all have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.